0: Thank you all so much. Take your Bibles with me, if you will, and turn to Acts 13, Acts chapter number 13 this morning. I'm not sure about you, but I remember many times growing up at Thanksgiving, around the Thanksgiving dinner table, I remember family going around person to person, Uh saying what they were thankful for. How many of you have had that kind of tradition? Maybe you've been there before. Uh, I was always thankful for food. Uh, How many of you were thankful for food? You're my people. Uh, Now, Pastor Rice, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for coffee. But uh, we are thankful for all kinds of different things. But this morning, I want to talk to you about something that I believe we should all Be very, very, very thankful for as we enter into this Thanksgiving season. And that is one word, a powerful word, and that word is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Thank God for forgiveness. What a powerful thing. I want you to look in the scriptures with me here at Acts chapter 13, verse number 38 and 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins. Let me pause just a moment and let me let you know here that this man that it's speaking of, this man is Jesus Christ, the God-man, the Messiah, the Savior, the Christ. It says after the colon there, and by him... That's Jesus again. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. I love that phrase. Through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me just for a moment as we pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to gather, to worship you, to praise you, to thank you. Lord, we gather this morning in this place as believers have been doing for 2,000 years on this Lord's Day, Lord, the day we commemorate the fact that you rose from the dead, you proved you were who you said you were, you fulfilled redemption's plan. And Lord, this morning as we gather, as we've sung your praises, as we fellowship, Lord, as we look forward to sharing a meal together and enjoying fellowship together. Lord, we turn now to your word. And Lord, as we look, we look at forgiveness. Lord, would you give us thankful hearts? Lord, would you open our eyes, our physical eyes and our spiritual eyes to see the wonderful blessings of forgiveness? Lord, I pray if there be one here this morning that knows you not in the pardon of sin and does not know you as their Savior, Lord, I pray today that they would know the greatest news that man has ever heard, that they would know that God loves them, that Jesus died for them, that he was buried and rose again to pay their debt, and they can simply believe for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God, would you stir our hearts. Lord, give us true thanksgiving. As we examine this wonderful subject today, God, would you help me Lord, to share your truth, to show your love. Bless us now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For man to really appreciate forgiveness, we have to understand that life and eternity would not exist without it. Forgiveness came through the cross. By the way, forgiveness does not come through a church. Forgiveness does not come through a religion. Forgiveness does not come through any religious work. Forgiveness only comes through the cross of Calvary and the shed blood. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. The forgiveness of sins. Without forgiveness, there would be no entry into heaven. Without forgiveness, hell would be the final abode of every person. Without forgiveness, every sickness and ailment would be fatal and terminal. Without forgiveness, every funeral service would be nothing more than a prelude to hell. Without forgiveness, every child would be toddling their way into the pit of fire. Without forgiveness, there would be no need For the preaching of God's word. Without forgiveness, there would be no knowledge of love. Without forgiveness, there would be no hope for any person. Without forgiveness, all would be lost without hope. Without forgiveness, there would be nothing but tribulation and mental anguish. Without forgiveness, there would be no mercy. Without forgiveness, there would be no That would fill your soul, we would have unfulfilled passion forever. Without forgiveness, there would be constant threatenings and despair. Without forgiveness, there would be torment and great agony. Without forgiveness, there would be innumerable hurt and pain. Without forgiveness, there would be unremovable guilt. I remember. Years ago, I had picked up this five-gallon bucket, had food scraps in it, and I was getting it out of the back of a van we had for the church at the time, and I was wearing a cream, off-colored cream suit, you know, shirt, tie, suit jacket, pants, and they were real super light-colored cream. And as I picked the bucket out of the back of that vehicle... The pressure inside of that bucket from all the food scraps had been building. And the lid exploded off of the bucket. It exploded on me. The smell was really bad. The smell definitely was nothing like the smell coming from the kitchen right now. It was a bad smell. It smelled almost as bad as a teenager, Brother Gerald. It was bad. The smell was bad, but the worst thing at that moment was all of that stuff got on me. And I smelled. And the coloration of all that vileness was on me. And I remember going inside as quickly as I could and taking off the nasty clothes and getting in the shower and trying to wash the smell off. And I think my wife put my clothes in a bag and we took them to the dry cleaners. I'm not sure I ever went back to that dry cleaner ever again. But when I went to pick my suit up, they said, I'm sorry, sir. We can't get it clean. It was ruined. There was no hope. Can I tell you, without forgiveness, there's no hope. We are ruined and spotted by sin. It is but the forgiveness of God that is wonderful. As we talk about forgiveness, I, I pray this morning that we would be thankful, and I pray that God would give you an understanding to realize that God has already provided. Today, you came. Now, many of you, I know our church folks prepared, and you cooked, and thank you for all the labor that went into today. I know many of you were up late last night and early this morning and shopping and preparing food, and thank you for that, but most of, most of you came here this morning, and, and you said, hey, I'm going to come and I'm going to have a Thanksgiving meal at church today at Cornerstone Baptist Church. The meal's already provided. Uh, You know, if you got here today and after the service, you know, I gave Brother Gerald a frozen turkey leg and and a a potato with the peeling still on it. And I gave him some flour. And I said, here, I said, you can cook your own turkey dinner. (laughs) Brother Gerald would get mad at me. He'd probably just eat it frozen because he's like me. He's not going to waste time cooking. He'd be gnawing on it. No, it's already prepared for us. Can I tell you forgiveness is already prepared for you as well? We're going to see that this morning. The Bible says, and I'm going to read several verses to you this morning. Psalm 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all? That's a very important word. A small word that is so large and so important. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Down in verse 8 of that same passage, it says the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, get this statement, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. What's that talking about? It's talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Why is forgiveness necessary? It's necessary because of the awfulness and the penalty of sin. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. And God says all the way back in the Old Testament, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Can I tell you, all of us sin. The Bible says, For we're all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ezekiel 33, verse 14 says, Again, when I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die. Because of the law of God, man must either receive God's forgiveness or face destruction eternally. There is no extra option, there is no other alternative. It's either receiving forgiveness or destruction. What is forgiveness? How does it work? Who can have it? As we talk about being thankful for it, what is it? How long will it be effective? These are questions that need to be answered. Questions we need to to look at if we're truly to be thankful and understand forgiveness. The word forgiveness, as used in most of the Bible, means freedom, pardon, deliverance, liberty, remission. If you follow me in your Bible, I'm going to show you a few things here this morning. Uh, as we examine the word forgiven. And I'm going to read several verses. If you want to turn there, you can this morning. Maybe you want to write down some references. But I want you to see some things about forgiveness this morning, uh, about why we need that great mercy of God and uh, why we should come to him for forgiveness. Number one this morning, I want to talk to you about the foundation. The foundation of forgiveness. The foundation of forgiveness. Forgiveness. We see that in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, I read a moment ago, in whom we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Can I tell you, dear friend, this morning the foundation of God's forgiveness is the shed blood on Calvary Street. He died for you. He died for me. I can thank him this morning for forgiveness because he made forgiveness possible. He he paid the price for forgiveness. There can be no forgiveness except by and through his blood. Notice the foundation is not the church. By the way, it's not the door either. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. That word remission in the book of Hebrews. The dictionary defines it as freedom, pardon, deliverance, forgiveness, liberty, remission. Remission and forgiveness have the same meaning in your Bible. There is no forgiveness, there is no remission without forgiveness the shed blood of Jesus Christ. This morning, I thank God. I thank God for forgiveness made possible by the shedding of blood. It was that holy, precious, and royal, pure, delivering blood of our perfect, lovely Savior. On Calvary's tree, he who had no sin, the blood of Christ that brought forgiveness. wonderful song we sing, There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stains. My friend, that's forgiveness. Another song, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing. Religion won't do it. Good works won't do it. Being good to your neighbor won't do it. Giving gifts and giving won't do it. There's only one thing: it's the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The foundation for forgiveness is the blood of Christ. Romans five nine. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Colossians 1:20, And having made peace through the blood of the cross, the blood permits the entrance of the believer into the holiness of God. I have no access to God without His shed blood, without forgiveness. I thank God for forgiveness. The Bible tells us, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holiest by how? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Christ brings redemption. Colossians 1.14, In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That word redeemed not a word we use often in the context in our society. But that word redeem means to release a prisoner by the payment of ransom. To be let go by payment. You and I, believers this morning, if you trust of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have been released. I was a prisoner. I was bound by sin. I was doomed to face an eternity of damnation because I am a sinner. So, but old pastor, you're a pretty good person. Can I tell you if I only ever broke one of God's laws, one time, God would see me as a sinner. And I'll tell you a secret this morning. Brother Jim, I've I've broken a lot more than one. I've probably got a record of, the amount of sins I've, I've committed, all of us probably say, yeah, pastor, that's me too. I'm a sinner. You know, just recently they released uh, a series about a serial killer, a horrible serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. And we see people like that and we, we hear about the media buzz about how horrible that man was. And we think that was a bad man. I'm a pretty good person. But in the eyes of God, we're guilty. We're sinners. Understand it is the blood of Christ that brought me forgiveness. That's why I'm thankful for forgiveness this morning. I had broken God's law, but the ransom had been paid on Calvary. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold, From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The foundation of forgiveness is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. How wonderful that is, forgiveness. I said the foundation is the blood of Christ. Number two, the author. The author of forgiveness is God. Forgiveness must be sought from the one to whom sin was committed. That person is God, Ephesians 4, 32. And be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Hebrews 9, verse 20, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined to you. Can I tell you forgiveness was not an afterthought? I had a wonderful teacher when I was in grade I believe it was grade three, grade four. His name was Jan Haddix. He's a wonderful man, a gifted man, a talented man. He was the principal of our school and I didn't grow up in a big city like Edmonton. I grew up in a very small rural farming community and the school that I attended had three rooms. Grade one and two in one room, grade three and four in another, grade five and six in another. And finally, when I was, I think, 14 or 15 years old, the school closed down because there were so few kids left in the rural farming community there to go to the school. The attendance was down below 50. But I went to a small school. It was, it was a tiny school, and it was a school that had some some rough, some rough kids uh we had uh it was just a rough school now it wasn't a city school it wasn't rough in the terms of dangerous it was rough in the terms of it was a, the place that if you were a brand new teacher in the county you got sent to that school but we had a principal who was a very gifted man who loved people and uh he's a christian he just a phenomenal fellow But he was gifted in several ways. And one of the ways he was gifted, he was an artist. And he was a phenomenal teacher. By the way, teaching is conveying truth. I've heard it said when people ask the question, what do you teach? You know, we say this subject or that subject. But can I tell you that a real teacher teaches students. But he was a great teacher. And he would take a piece of chalk and he would give it to us. And allow us to go to the chalkboard and scribble and draw anything we wanted. And the challenge was when we were done, then we would hand him the the piece of chalk. He would take the same chalk that we scribbled with, that we made a mess of everything on the board with. He would go with that same piece of chalk. And he would take our mess and turn it into a picture. He would incorporate it into a, a drawing. And we would sit in our chairs and go, wow. I remember sitting there thinking, man, I wish I could just take a blank board. And I could draw something as well as he could take a mess and fix it. Can I tell you forgiveness was not God looking at our mess and him saying, oh, what am I going to do now? Well, I guess I'll fix it and and I'll, I'll create forgiveness. God's plan of forgiveness was in place long before Adam ever sinned. Long before man needed redemption, God planned. Because God is the author of forgiveness. It was not an afterthought. It was his plan. Before there was a sin to be forgiven, God had already made a way to forgive. I praise God for forgiveness. How many of you have ever had to use a fire extinguisher in your home? You cook like me, with Dave. Uh, he and I, that's our cooking implements. We have cast iron, a spatula, oil, and a fire extinguisher. And I've used a fire extinguisher a couple times. You know, most of you, you have a fire extinguisher somewhere, maybe in your house. If you, someone held a gun to your head and said, where's your fire extinguisher? You'd be like, I don't know, just shoot me because I don't know where it's at. But you probably have one somewhere in your home, but you don't want to use it. You hope you never have to use it, but you are sure glad you have it if you need it. You know, you don't wait for a fire to break out. If you're like me, you're cooking. All of a sudden, you catch the top of your stove on fire. Anybody ever done that before? I have. And you go, oh, you know what I got to do? Hey, Carrie, wait here. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to buy a fire extinguisher. I'll come back, and we'll put the fire out. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you do that and the house burns down. The fire sinks has to be there already, so whenever the fire breaks out, you can use it. Can I tell you forgiveness? Forgiveness existed in God's plan because he's the author before man ever sinned. It was not God scrambling to fix and figure out what to do. God has never wondered what he would do. God has had an eternal plan and we see forgiveness. I'm thankful for forgiveness. By the way, God's plan wasn't if man sins, it was when. It was when man sins. You see, God is the author of forgiveness. And you, the Bible says in Ephesians, hath he quickened, who were dead. In trespasses and sins. Were, that's past tense. Number three this morning as we talk about our thankfulness for forgiveness. Number three, the completeness. The completeness of forgiveness. How many of you have ever went to put something together? You got all the parts laid out. Maybe you go to Ikea. Man, that's a, that's a pretty good racket, isn't it? And they sell you furniture and make you put it together. Uh, that you put it all together and you realize you're missing a part. That's frustrating. It'd be like putting a puzzle together and getting it all done except for one piece. And there's no piece. One of the most horrendous crimes that could ever be done on human, uh, humankind would be for somebody to go into uh, a puzzle factory and steal one piece from every puzzle. Imagine the horror that that would cause. Can't complete it. Can't finish it. Can I tell you that forgiveness? Pastor, why, why should we be for thankful for forgiveness? Because it's complete. There's no missing part. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 verse 13, and you, you, you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened. That word quickened means to make alive hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. All. It's complete. Psalm 103, verse 3, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thine diseases. Dear Christian here this morning, can I remind you that you need not carry around on your back a burden of guilt and shame? Because it doesn't exist for you. Because forgiveness is complete. Too many Christians believe that God is a liar. You believe that God lied to you when he said he would forgive all your sins. You think, oh, God didn't mean that. He meant he'd forgive that sin, but I've got this one sin that God will never forgive me of. I've got to hang on to that. I've got to carry the weight of it, the guilt of it. No. It's complete. It's full. How many of you remember the old buffet called the Royal Fork? How many of you remember the Royal Fork? How many of you miss that place as much as I do? Hallelujah. I see that hand right there. My favorite thing at the Royal Fork, they had good stuff, was their fried chicken. How many of you like their fried chicken? Man, praise God. I'm a Baptist preacher. I got to like fried chicken. You like fried chicken, don't you? If not, you got to leave, Brother Gerald. I love fried chicken. And they had good fried chicken. Probably, they, back then, they probably had the best fried chicken in Edmonton. Possibly the best fried chicken in Canada. And I loved going there. But when I went there, can I tell you what I did? Before we would go there, I would tell my wife, hey, I need to put something in your purse. You know what they didn't have at the Royal Fork? They didn't have any hot sauce. Nowhere, the whole place. Bunch of weirdos. So I'd take a bottle of Frank's hot sauce that would back then that was my hot sauce of choice for fried chicken. And all hot's all you never go wrong baptizing fried chicken in hot sauce. That's just always a good thing to do. And I'd put that bottle of Frank's hot sauce in my wife's purse. We would smuggle it into the Royal fork. We'd get to the table, we'd look around. Zip pull the bottle out, set it on the counter. I remember one time a guy came by and said, hey, where'd you find that? I said, buddy, I brought mine from home, man. I said, leave my hot sauce alone. (laughs) Because it just, I loved it, but it just wasn't quite complete with that, that little bit of Frank's hot sauce. Can I tell you that forgiveness that we can be thankful for this morning, we don't add anything to it. And by the way, it does its job completely and wholly because God's forgiveness is final and full. The sacrifice was offered, by the way, and God accepted it. It was accepted. There is no accusation against us because my sins have been forgiven. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now, get this statement, this is the word of God, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. But hold on, Pastor, what about this? What what about if I do this? There is now, therefore, no condemnation. But, but Pastor, what? There is no condemnation because forgiveness is complete. It's full, which we're in Christ Jesus. By the way, that statement in Christ Jesus is very, very important because I am placed in Christ by faith alone. I'm not placed in Christ as I join a church. I'm not placed in Christ as I do religious things. I'm not placed in Christ because I come and gather at a church service or I sing a song or I read the Bible. I'm placed in Christ when I believe the gospel by faith, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. On Calvary's cross, my forgiveness was placed upon the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say? As he hung between heaven and hell for you and I. He cried out, it is finished. It's finished. It's complete. Forgiveness completed in Christ. Just a couple more points. I want to give you very quickly. Number four, the proclamation of forgiveness. Forgiveness. As I'm thankful for it, can I tell you forgiveness is to be preached and proclaimed? Acts 13, 38. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. I am glad that somebody who received the forgiveness of God loved me enough and cared about my family enough to preach or proclaim or tell the truth of forgiveness to me. I'm glad somebody told me the gospel. I'm glad if you're here this morning, you're a Christian. I'm glad somebody shared it with you. Are we proclaiming that forgiveness? If we're truly thankful, we should be sharing it. The reception, number five, of that forgiveness, the Bible says, is all that believe. All that believe. Well, pastor, uh, what, what, what else do I have to do? What's required? Believe. What, what do I have to commit to? Believe. The Bible says in Acts thirty-nine verse, 13, verse 39, And by him all that believe are justified from all things forgiven, that which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. As we talk about forgiveness today, as we talk about being thankful for it, so, Pastor, I, I like the sound of that forgiveness of God you're talking about. It sounds wonderful. How do I receive it? How do I get it? All the belief Simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, accepting Him, accepting the payment He made, believing that and trusting Him alone by faith. Number six, quickly, the certainty of forgiveness. The certainty of forgiveness. The Bible tells us in 1 John 2, 12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. It's certain. I don't have to wonder if God's going to do it. It's certain. Luke 7, 47 says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, Jesus speaking, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said to her, thy sins are forgiven. By the way, some of the sweetest words in the English language ever put together. Thy sins are forgiven. That's why I thank God for forgiveness. And they sat at meat with him and began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. He didn't say thy works. He didn't say thy goodness. He didn't say thy religiosity. He said thy faith. I'm thankful this morning for forgiveness. I'm thankful for a wonderful church family to gather with. I'm thankful for a fellowship we can enjoy and a meal to share. I'm thankful for my wife and my daughters and my son-in-law. I'm thankful for everything that God has given me. But quite possibly... One of the most wonderful possessions that I have. One of the most wonderful things that I can thank God for is forgiveness. Because one day, no matter how strong you are, no matter how healthy you are, one day your heart's going to stop beating. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This body's not just going to decompose and that's it. This body will, but there's a part of me that is eternal, an eternal soul. And when this heart stops someday, I'll stand before holy God. But I can stand forgiven. Dear friend, if you're here this morning and you do not know, that you've received the forgiveness that is in Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you this morning if you're religious. I'm not asking this morning if you know if you're a church member. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm not asking if you've ever taken uh, the Lord's Supper. I'm not asking you if you've ever done a good deed or read read a Bible. I'm asking this morning, do you know that you're forgiven? There's only one way, it's through Jesus Christ. When I was a young person, 42 years ago, last month, someone took a Bible and shared with me the blessed truth of the gospel. I understood that before God, I stood guilty. I was just a young person. I, I'd never committed some horrible crime yet. Yet. I I hadn't done all the things the world says, oh, those are bad things. But I was a sinner. And by the way, no matter what you think, God's word says, for all have sinned. I may not know you this morning, but I know one thing that is true of all of us as we stand before God's sinners. But I love the fact the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because he wants to forgive. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. Why? So I can call on him by faith to receive the forgiveness that we talked about this morning. If you don't know you have that forgiveness this morning, you can. You can receive him today. You can believe on him today. Christian, you're here this morning. Pastor, I I know that I'm a Christian. There's a day that I trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. I believed in him. Are you walking as though you're forgiven? Are you still trying to hang on to baggage that doesn't belong? Are you thankful? Maybe this morning you want to take just a moment to praise God and thank him for that forgiveness. Whatever God wants to do in your heart this morning, would you do that? Whatever decision God has placed on you, if you need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ today and receive forgiveness today, you come. I'll someone sit down and share with you from the Word of God how you can believe, how you can receive that forgiveness today, how wonderful that is. I want to ask you, if you will, if you bow your heads and close your eyes with me, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to respond to the Word of God. Lord, I pray that we would be thankful for forgiveness. Lord, it may be that there are those here who have not yet received the forgiveness of God, Lord, I love the fact that it is available for all. I love that word, whosoever in the Bible. Oh, the whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I pray if there's one here today that needs to call on you this morning, I pray they make that decision today. Lord, I pray for believers, Lord, I pray that they would make the decisions you placed on their heart. Lord, may you work in and through us. In your precious name we pray. Would you stand with me with your heads still bowed and eyes still closed this morning? In just a moment, as we stand together in attitude of prayer, in just a moment our piano is going to begin to play just a verse of invitation. The altar is open this morning. We won't sing this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning. Can I offer to you, with no one looking around, would you come today and say, Pastor, I... I want that forgiveness I want to know that one day when I stand before God that I stand before him forgiven that my sins are dealt with I want to stand complete in him if that's you would you come this morning I promise I'll have someone quietly sit down with you and open the word of God and share with you how you can trust him Christian how about it this morning or are you thankful Jesus said that Her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. To whom little is forgiven, the same love of little. How much do we love Him? When we begin to see what God has done, when we begin to see the work of forgiveness in our hearts, we learn to love Him more. Christian, maybe this morning you need to pause just a moment and ask the Lord to help you to love Him just a little bit more. As we realize what God has done in forgiveness, Let's pray, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to respond to your word. Lord, thank you again for that wonderful word, forgiveness. Thank you for doing all the work. Thank you for being the author, the foundation. Thank you for making it so simple for us to believe and receive. Thank you for doing everything in forgiveness for us. Lord, may we be truly thankful. Well, thank you for this opportunity we've had to come together. Lord, I pray now. And Lord, I thank you for the work and labor that's going on to the, into this day. I thank you for the preparations for our meal. Lord, I pray you bless those that prepared it. Lord, so many folks involved. Uh, Lord, I pray you'd bless now the food to our bodies. Lord, bless our fellowship and our time together. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, be honored and glorified. Uh, Lord, as we share this meal together, to your honor. Lord, in our service to come, Lord, may you be glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.